There's a conspiracy afoot that's pulling the world into darkness. Information is the new battlefield. Propaganda, disinformation, and media manipulation dominate the minds of the public. Join us on the Dark to Light Show as we remove the head of the snake and expose media censorship, social and cultural engineering, and the unfolding global conspiracy of the New World Order. All right. Welcome back to the Dr. Light Show. My name is Josh here with hey. Jim Price. Jim, how are we What's doing up, today? Guys? I am fantastic. The sun is shining. The world is turning. Uh, turn, turn, turn. No, we're doing good. Why not? You know, I mean, after this, I mean, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. no you go. No, I was going to say just everything's going on. We're, we're, I think we're doing great. <laughs> good to hear that. Well, you know, yeah. You know, you know what's doing great too is uh, the uh, New York City DA's case against Trump. Uh, after yesterday's exculpatory evidence was leaked, showing that uh, um, Donald Trump was not guilty of any crimes, he actually never paid Stormy Daniels any money whatsoever. And there is mm-hmm. actually a memo from Michael Cohen's lawyer validating this. Um, the New York. Manhattan DA came out and said that Trump created the false expectation of arrest. <laughs> he says we were never planning on arresting him. Are you but what was me? the grand jury about then? What was the grand jury doing if there was not going to be an arrest? Well, he I, says I that they, he they were investigating them. it, but uh, they, 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 they never said they were going to arrest Trump. Yeah, I wasn't going to do that. I wasn't going to do exactly what it looked like I was doing. Right. Come on. Come on. Come on. Seven percent. Silver's up seven percent this week. Wow. That's good. Look at that. Yep. Silver. Yeah. Getgoldtoday.com. All right. So Sorry. yesterday also, other good news. Arizona oh. Supreme Court has uh Oops. has sided yeah. with Carrie Lake in her election lawsuit and sends it back to the lower courts and says, you absolutely have to look at every single one of those signatures on those ballots. What? What are you talking about? That's not real. That's conspiracy. You talk crazy, man. It is ordered, denying review of issues one through five and seven. The Court of Appeals aptly resolved these issues, which most were subject to evidentiary proceedings in the trial court. The petitioner's challenges on these grounds are insufficient to warrant the requested relief under Arizona federal law, states the order. This is... From there. Then it says it's further states ordered. The order. Yeah, states the order. order. It is yeah. further ordered granting review of issues number six to the extent count three of the complaint challenges that Maricopa County recorders application of signature verification policies during the election. Issue number six asks, did the pair panel error in dismissing the signatures verification claim on the latches, mischaracterizing Lake's claim as a challenge to existing signature verification policies when Lake, in fact, alleged that Maricopa, Maricopa County failed to follow these. And so they have sent this back down to the other courts and are now saying, um, yeah, you, you need to take this into consideration. You need to look at this. This is big. Well, this is the basis of everything from Vegas in the 2020 election, uh, the different things that we've seen across the country in different jurisdictions, including Philadelphia, uh, different parts of Ohio, around Cincinnati, this is not just a single item where it's in Arizona. It really has been systemic across all this, not only just with the voter registers, which are all online, which allows them to use scorecard and hammer to be able to look at who has voted and who hasn't voted, but then also see the, the who is ahead and not ahead. But then the signature verifications where Vegas in 2020 turned off 
the uh, the programming that says that the match has to be within a certain ratio, they turned that part of the aspect off of the voting machines in, in 2020. So this is going to, I think this is going to create a real firestorm across the country if this is actually what their, their Supreme Court says, well, now this creates a precedence that the Supreme Court has ordered a lower court to go back and look at these signatures in, in, a, in the accurate way. So, I mean, why not go back to all the other states that we know that they did this to? Well, how about this, Jim? Uh-oh. Exclusive election system discovered used in multiple states, internet-connected, uncertified, and accessible by numerous government agencies and outside entities. A team of election experts in New Mexico uncovered an election system that has been used in the state and multiple other states that do not comply with election laws. Election experts in New Mexico established that the post-election canvas reports in all 33 New Mexico counties are being illegally prepared. Complete election records are being uploaded to an uncertified centralized software under the control of the Secretary of State called Service, uh, which is then used to create an official election results. Use of any uncertified software for this part of the election process is a violation of federal and state law. And according to the state, the SOS has not uh, is not to have access to the complete election record from any county until the election has been certified. According to the experts, when the illegal canvas process is complete, the Secretary of State is having counties download election data from Internet-connected service onto their secure election computers. At the same time, the New Mexico Dominion voting systems have deleted the original election data from their system. This is a blatant violation of state and federal law that requires all election records to be kept for 22 months after any election with a federal candidate on the ballot. Also, without paper ballots, the original result is for the elections are eliminated. And so this is not only them, it's other states as well. Go ahead. Well, Tina Peters, remember the whole thing with the uh, Colorado uh, recorder who they've they've brought up election charges against because she duplicated – she kept for her own record the what was in the Dominion systems, and Dominion came in and erased everything. But she showed where all the IP addresses and all the servers and everything that were connected to this, these systems were all in there. It was, she was showing how the computer program worked, not just the data, but she pulled down the program itself. And they're out there trying to prosecute her for saying that she misused government equipment or whatever. But the problem is, is Dominion again? You use the name Dominion in this in this article you're reading. Dominion was actually a part of the, the, the Tina Peters thing. So Tina Peters' case could very easily be affected by this, whether whether they're able to move forward to show that all she was saying, hey, I'm just trying to keep record of what's going on. Mm-hmm. You guys are doing something nefarious on the backside with this allowing access to these other unknown entities to watch our elections in real time. And when I was at the Cyber Symposium, what that's been, what, uh, three years ago now? Um, with the original uh, Mike Liddell Cyber Symposium, I was there and I saw these IP addresses where it showed that the data went in and I'm sitting there going, guys, look right there. And they were, cause they were scrolling through this stuff. I'm like, that's IPs though. That information that goes into this cache goes to that IP as soon as it connects to the internet. Whose IP is that? Where's that going? And, and nobody was picking up on that. Now it's a, it's a, it's a common conversation. But we have been absolutely manipulated, and these people – and there's even government agencies that will tell you that they purposely are watching to make sure no one else is watching. Well, if you can watch, other people can watch. Does that make sense? Like if a government agency has access remotely, then that means also other people have access remotely because you know mm. you know internet security. As soon as you let this stuff out, it really is – unless you have a true dedicated line of information, which these don't. They're just using IPs. 
They're not through dedicated servers. They're not through localized networks, nothing like that. Well, yeah, and so this is something that needs to get resolved and fixed before the 2024 elections. Uh, I think we can all agree with that right there. And, you know, this just shows that we've shown over the last, what, five years, massive amounts of ways that they can cheat in our elections simply, simply by the process of legality that they've already put in place. And that's scary, man. Yeah. Well, and it's – now, the thing is it's it's almost like – they were making rules or laws that they were trying to say other people can't do while they were breaking them. I don't know if that, does that make sense. Like they, like it's like they were purposely making laws. Like, hey, don't you dare have a scorecard type program that tallies the votes in real time and dumps them to a server that we can watch. That's illegal. Well, it's kind of like the cloning law. Why did they make a law against cloning or twinning? Well, it's because they were cloning and twinning people. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't want any. They wanted you to not to do. Don't you do what I'm doing? You know, it seems to be more of that, right? Don't do what I'm doing, and I'm gonna make all these laws so you look over there at these other people. I point out to you that are doing it as I do it. That's a that's that gaslighting. Is that what that is? Uh, slightly, slightly. Um, I, I think you could consider it gaslighting. But yeah, that's you're the crazy one. I'm not crazy. But this needs to stop. I mean, this is you know. I was just reading an article about how. Uh, uh, Lombardo, the governor in Nevada, is lambasting the federal government because they've locked up hundreds of thousands of acres of land in Nevada and Texas and other states. And uh, this land is not accessible to Americans. Now, do you know why they've locked this land up? What? No. Why is it? Mineral rights. For because of rare who? earth minerals. And uh-huh. other types of uh, resources that are on that land. Now, this goes back. We were just me and Jim, Jim were just on a show a little while ago. Is that the federal government has no constitutional authority to own land, none, or seize land right. for that matter. And, right. and so, the fact that they are hoarding land, they are taking land from people in Texas and Nevada, and taking the mineral rights. You you cannot own the mineral rights in Texas. Did you know that you you can't own the mineral rights in Texas? What? Yeah, no. they're all bought up. Why? From they're who? all bought up. Like, is... come on. It's either through the state, through the state, or private companies have bought up all the mineral rights in Texas. And the same thing in Nevada is the mineral rights are controlled by the state, and the federal government wow. has gone in there and basically said, "Oh well, guess what? These ones are ours because Nevada is incredibly rich in rare earth minerals." Right. Well, I've talked about the Four Peaks just uh, east of the valley there in Phoenix. It's called the Four Peaks Range. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, I've been up to the Amethyst Mine that was in there, but because it's a federal property, you can't mine on it anymore. So they shut down the mines that were already making money because it became a federal preserve. Oh, man. All right, we'll be back with more Dark Delight Show right after this. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv 
slash Patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash Patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. Tired of supporting Big Pharma? At HoneyColony.com, we understand the importance of choosing products that reflect your beliefs. That's why we offer a wide range of natural and organic products that are good for you and good for the environment. From pure honey supplements, skincare, colloidal silver healers to immune defense, our products are all carefully selected to ensure the highest quality and purity. And when you shop with us, you can trust that we're a company that cares. We don't just stop at offering pure, naturally sourced products. We also prioritize sustainability. Our products are sourced from Responsible, environmentally conscious sources and provide chemical free options for you and your family. Visit us at redpills.tv forward slash honey and shop today. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900 or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right, back to the Dark Delight show. You know, constitutionality is one of those interesting things, aren't they, Jim? Because oh, yeah. if we start looking at the United States Constitution, we start finding out that... Uh, when, when you say to the government, hey, you can't do that, and they go, well, look at the U.S. Code. The, the U.S. Code is not the Constitution. <laughs> the Constitution is the Constitution, and all predicate for law derives from the Constitution. And if that authority is not granted to that branch by the Constitution, they, they cannot have that authority. So Congress cannot make a law that they are not legally obligated to make under the Constitution, period. Right. Yeah, and, and and anything outside that, and again, this is one thing I always like. Anything outside the Constitution is repugnant. I really like that word. I mean, I think repugnant really makes it a, a definite definition, right? A punctuation mm-hmm. on there. It's repugnant. It sounds as bad as it is. All it's right, worthless. John F. Kennedy. <laughs> it's great. It's repugnant well, we in a free and open society. That's right. Yeah, big boss. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, but here's the thing. If we don't know our constitution, that's why they kept it away from us. That's why they didn't teach it to you. Oh, you re- you have the preamble to the, you know, but you don't learn all the articles of your, your bill of rights. That's, that's different. You know, those, those amendments that they put in there for those bill of rights that is really, really important. And people, when you learn those, it changes your perception and your perspective of everything around you. 
yeah. no longer are a victim to their quote unquote codes or their policy officers. Uh, and then there's a whole slippery slope on that. Um, you want to talk about what do you want to talk about? You want to talk about Ford's going to lose a big bunch of money on their EV cars? Oh my goodness! You know, it, it was funny because Elon Musk uh, was talking about this last week or t- a few weeks ago when uh, Joe Biden was mentioning the congratulations to Ford for being the number one um, car company selling uh, EVs. And mm-hmm. Elon Musk tweeted after this, and he said, "Ford sold twenty EVs last month." I sold four hundred. <laughs> like, <laughs> or no? Well, the I problem sold 4, is nobody's buying them. Was. Yeah, nobody's right. buying them. Nobody wants yeah. a Ford electric vehicle. Well, nobody wants an electric vehicle. I mean, yeah, Elon Musk is selling some of them, but he's not selling all of them. And it's only what three percent of the market is EVs of the total car sales. I think we're so, still yeah. buying SUVs at like a at three quarters of the market is still uh, SUVs and bigger. I mean, the truck market is the Ford truck market is amazing, but we don't want to have that conversation, right? Because that would tell well, us really where it's just our too expensive. At. Who who wants to, man? I mean, listen, I can I can put gas in a vehicle and save money on transportation, especially like we were just talking about. I'm driving. I wanted to drive across the country, right? Mm-hmm. And like, do I want to do that in an electric vehicle where I have to stop every fifteen or every four hours and recharge for ten hours? Oh, man. Oh, God, you can imagine that? So you get to go 300 miles. So how far is it from your house to Phoenix? You got 300-mile um, range. I mean, how many recharges is that? Uh, well, <laughs> it's, it's a, a 24-hour drive. Yeah, it's a lot. So every right. 300 miles, you would have to recharge for a minimum of, what, 10 hours? Oh, some of them are up to 24, depending on the pa- the charging station itself and the uh those the adapter so the adapter itself can reduce the charge going into the car so depending on if you pull into a holiday inn or a marriott or whatever charging station they may have in whatever location you got to swipe your credit card which you got to pay for it mm-hmm. and then depending on if it's a quick charge now quick charges don't last as long we've all experienced that on our cell phones right we've all had the rc car we've all had the you know the little Back when you had the DVD players and all that, the quick charge didn't recharge it to the full capacity. So you do a quick charge, well, you may only get 200 miles out of that. Now you got to stop in 200 miles to do another quick charge. But then you're lowering the life of the battery because of the quick charges. And I don't – have you ever seen a, a battery pack like un, un, you know, before they put all the paste and the lid on the – you know what it really is, those big battery packs? No. They're what? just D-sized batteries. They're D-sized batteries that are basically daisy-chained together. It's not like some sophisticated, high-tech, really cool battery that they've made in there. It's just a bunch of D-sized batteries daisy-chained together, like you have in an RC car with a multi-pack RC car pack that's got six batteries on it. Oh, I'm going to get an extended life. Oh, it's got seven batteries. I mean, (laughs) this is – but it's a big old huge pack of batteries in the floor of that car. That weigh about a thousand pounds, so you're hauling that around. And by the way, that range of three hundred—that's if there's no headwind, you're not running the air conditioner, you're not turning the radio on. It's just you with no luggage. <laughs> so, I mean, think about all those things. Yeah, there's a there's a real problem with that, uh, with the whole range, uh, how far you can go, because it'll tell you in the beginning. Oh, you got three hundred miles, and all of a sudden you get on the road and uh, and you're you're two eighty seven miles like, hey, later. Beep. Yeah, <laughs> please charge. And it's you're gone. in the middle of Kansas. <laughs> Beep. Yeah. Please charge. And you got to go to a 110 outlet on somebody's house to try to recharge your battery. 
You'll be there for 24 <laughs> hours. I mean, if you can't find a charging station, what do you do in New Mexico? When you leave Albuquerque going west out of New Mexico? Yeah, it's and like a four-mile stretch. Yeah. Where are you stopping? Gallup? You think Gallup's got a great big EV charging station there for you? And then, oh, wait, we'll wait till we get to Flagstaff. Well, again, you're going to be pushing the other 150 miles. Jim, you can just put a diesel generator in your trunk. (laughs) Put a trailer behind it. Yeah, put a trailer behind a diesel diesel. generator, right? And just keep it plugged in while the diesel generator is running. You know, this is actually a genius idea for people who want to go cross country and in the EV is Mm -hmm. you, you tow behind you. A diesel generator that has a continuous plug-in. I mean, th- those EVs can go anywhere. Well, that, and and the diesel generators—they only cost about two hundred bucks a day to rent. So you're saving money. I you mean, are, why actually. buy an F one hundred and fifty that you could put gasoline in and continue to move on? Just just rent a diesel generator for two hundred bucks a day to go see <laughs> grandma. You know, that's and then that thing's running behind you. <laughs> that's what a locomotive out black is. Fumes. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, locomotives, that's what they work on. They're a great big diesel generator that then runs DC power to the DC electric motors in all of the hubs. So they're just a big generator. They're not direct drive with a transmission. It's a diesel generator with DC-driven motors on each wheel. And that's how they start and stop it. So that's how they're able to gain power when they're stopping. Uh, They use the, the reverse polarity on it. They don't have braking systems. They do have braking systems on the cars, well, but not on the engine. We, we need free energy, Jim. I'm, I'm tired of this. I, I'm ready for bringing back we some of that it. ancient technology. I want some, uh, from some uh, you know, zero-point energy, some magneto engines. Are. You think the pyramids so? Were, were, oh, really? absolutely. Really? Oh, you, yeah. think that, you think that absolutely. they were generators? Well, if you think about how all those pyramids around the globe are all on the exact same pair uh, on the exact same latitude line, all the way around the globe, wouldn't that make it to where they had an equal distribution north and south to be able to generate power to the land? Uh, if you think of it in that way, have you so, seen that one meme going around where uh, the pyramids are actually obelisks that obelisks, go down yes. miles? Yes, yes, the mud flood effect, right? And that I'm sitting there going, the tip of the spear. That that could actually be correct. <laughs> like, makes so much more sense all of a sudden, it does. doesn't it? It makes oh, a lot more sense, doesn't like, it? Now, I, yeah, I get it now. Imagine what the Sphinx really is then at that point, right? Oof. So there's a lot more to these things. And the sad part of it is, is how much of this has been hidden from us that me and you can talk about this live on a radio show. And, the, and, and we're just broadcasting out here talking about this. But yet... 12 years ago, eight years ago, we couldn't have this conversation because we were so dark. I mean, have we, did we really go through the dark ages during the dark ages, which was a lack of education and understanding or ability to read? Or have we actually just now come out of the dark ages in the last six to seven years where we're actually learning what was really going on? Hmm. Uh-huh. You know, I don't know. I, I can tell you now that from what I've seen in two and a half decades of looking into these things is that right. there is more being held back than there is in the sense of public knowledge. The, the things that we think we know is only a slither, a tip of the iceberg to things that they are hiding directly from us. And, mm-hmm. you know, the pyramids as a a power plant or, um, you know, various different types of alternative 
or exotic energy sources. You know, I was uh, I have a list, a PDF list. I don't have it pulled up right now, but it's of the thousands of people over the last 40 years who have been killed because they patented some type of technology. I was actually in mm-hmm. the Navy with a kid who is from Ohio, okay? From Ohio, and he's from farm country, like Canton, Ohio. And right. his neighbor was the guy who developed the first HHO car, the first wow. hydrogen-based car. And uh, he said that he patented it, and then, and then the news and media were all over him. And uh-huh. uh, he was using it in his tractors on his, on his farm. Right. And he had converted all of his diesel engines into this, uh, this HHO. Basically, you just put water in, <laughs> and mm-hmm. it converts it to fuel. And uh, he was coming out of a restaurant one day, and someone bumped into him. He felt a prick in, the, in his arm, and he was dead a few hours later. Wow. Yep. All right, we'll be back with more Dark Delight Show right after this. Yeah, that's how we living, and you know, can't touch this. Look at my eyes, man. You can't touch this. Yo, let me bust the phone. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right. Back to the Dark Delight Show. So, yeah. so yeah. listen to this. This is, I have a PDF here. This is Energy, Free Energy Invention Suppression Statistics. Number of energy invention suppression incidences, 95. Number of dead, missing, injured energy inventors, activists, associates, 20. Number of energy investors or associates threatened with death, 32. Number of energy researchers and associates imprisoned or falsely charged, 5. Number of inventions classified secret by U.S. Patent Office, 5,000. Well, I I was going to give you this story, and this is really – this is an eyewitness. This is me. As a kid, I remember there's a guy in Wichita, and they said, you know, tonight we're going to have a guy who runs his motor off of air. Wait for, you know, blah, 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 that little teaser in the beginning, right? And, you know, as a kid, because the, the, in Marge and Charlie's house, the only time we watched TV was just for the news, and then it was turned off. Uh, and when I watched this guy, literally, this guy had a stand there, and he goes over to he goes, all right, now we don't have anything hooked up to this at all. And he goes over, shows this engine running on air. And he had no special, no fuel going to it, no nothing. He says, I am able to use the air around us to, to create combustion. And, and I could be completely off on my recollection of this, but it lines up with too many stories of hidden technologies that g- would give us free combustion or free energy or free movement around the globe. Very well. I mean, it very well could. So I'm curious because, you know, I'm going to see if that guy's in here. I mean, there's, I mean, it, and I guarantee you what happened next was the, you know, big motor company or whatever walks in, scoops up, says, hey, we'll give you $25 million. I mean, back in the 80s, that would have been, uh, you know, a lot of money. And he's like, sure, you know, and he walks away thinking they're going to use his technology and all they do is suppress it. You know, being yep. able to run in, off of ambient air. And now hydrogen, people don't realize baking soda and water and electrolysis creates hydrogen gas. It's not that hard. There's not, it's not like you have to have some computer, supercomputer to run this stuff, guys. It is absolutely very simple. You can do it, get, create a perpetual, uh, perpetual generator, uh, a house generator, if by using baking soda and water and using hydrogen to run your gas, your quote-unquote gas-generated uh, generator. You can't use it on high-pressure uh, high fuel rails, though. 
like on your car, a lot of the new cars are high pressure fuel rails, so they they had they ionize the gas going into the cylinders. But the old carbureted cars, carburation is actually what allows you to be able to just put to pipe a tube into the filter, the air filter on your carburetor, and the mm-hmm. hydrogen gas will be drawn in through the you know where where it would have just been the air coming in, and the hydrogen explodes like it was if it was gas. I mean it's. It's, a, it's a not a very hard process to put together. There's a lot of videos out there on it, and obviously they're trying to keep that from us because <clears throat> you can run your car off of water. Yeah, no, and, and there's tons of water engines out there right now, and I'm not mm-hmm. talking about steam engines. I'm talking about uh, you know, Stanley Meyer. If you don't know who Stanley Meyer is, look up Stanley Meyer. Phil Stone mm-hmm. dev- designed an engine that runs on water. Uh, you have Bill Williams, his Joe Cell powered truck. Uh, these are hydrogen, various te- various types of hydrogen technology. And you know, it makes sense too, because think about this. Is our electrical infrastructure, our electrical progression has not been advanced since 1900, since really yep. Nikola Tesla. And it doesn't make much sense. I mean, you would think that in a hundred years we would have discovered an alternative source of electricity generation. And I know that they have, um, you know, fusion energy coming along, coming down the road. But you know, that's going to get suppressed as as fast as humanly possible. But there's got to be a thousand other ways. And I'm curious to why people like Elon Musk aren't in like investing you know, a few million dollars into these types of exotic technology research. I've, I've been told he's actually, he is developing a hydrogen powered car because that's what he's been using the EV uh, electric vehicles to, to research hydrogen power. So basically you have hydrogen in a small, you know, pickle jar, you know, the big pickle jar, like you get a concession stand, uh, basically jars like that, where you can, you have the, the water and the, and the baking soda and it produces the hydrogen. You can create a hydrogen cell cars and run off of hydrogen. And it's not explosive in the way – everything's of an H-bomb, right? That's what they always put the fear monger into you. Oh, it's a hydrogen bomb. You're going to mm-hmm. kill everybody. No, this is just a very uh, just a very stable gas you can create and under low pressure and be able to store it long-term in your car. And you wouldn't have to pull over to charge <laughs> Three hundred miles. Uh, you just have to reset uh, what, you know, and really, the water doesn't evaporate. You just got to make sure the pH is right in your water. That's all it huh. is. Yeah. Well, you have the to have an electrolyte. Yeah, you have to have an yeah. electrolyte in there. But you know, in, you can find HHO um, engine designs on YouTube. Like you can literally go out there and you can buy the HHO conversion kit for your generator. And what do I mean by that? If you got a 6,500, 7,500 watt generator that's using dual fuel, you can go and buy one of these conversion kits that someone will build for you. You can go out there and follow their instructions, pull off your gas tank, and you hook this up into the injection manifold. You put some water in there with an electrolyte. You turn it on and your generator will produce electricity. Like... No joke. Wow. And, and all you yeah. have to do is just have a good supply of the salt and the water. And that's all it is, is salt and water. Right. So, sodium bicarbonate and, uh, you know, or whatever you can do. There's, a, there's different methods to it, but it's not that hard. I mean, really, the simple process of it is, is actually it makes you feel kind of dumb. You're like, oh, I thought this would be harder. <laughs> it's like, some of the guys I've watched videos on, these guys are like – literally some hillbillies right they're you know you could see like they've got it in an old toyota an old rain ford ranger you know they've got these these beaters and they're like well i'm gonna try this you know and they got their 
they got their jug of water inside the engine compartment and they got just a couple rubber hoses going over to the carburetor and they've got it hooked up to the battery and they're not doing anything fantastic with the the technology they're like look at this thing vroom 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 it just runs and uh they're amazed by their own ability or even some of the guys who are running their diesel trucks off of (laughs) off of just used oil they're not having to quote unquote create a uh, a fuel out of it, they can just run it off of oil. I, I, yeah. I, we, we've been misled about what we really can do with all the things we already have. Right. In, in a lot of these kits that you find online right now, there'll be like uh, conversion kits for your vehicle where you can hook up into your vehicle um, a gas conversion kit. And basically what this mm-hmm. do, does is it increases your mileage on your vehicle. And so you still have to put gasoline in, but it'll increase the mileage. Uh, but the ones for the generators are fantastic. Like, literally, you can go out there, you can build these. They're not difficult to build. Mm-hmm. And you can install it onto a generator, and it works. Which means that you could literally provide electricity for your house with one of these. Yeah. Endless. Endless electricity. I mean, it's like because it's not costing you anything because the generator itself creates the, the electrolysis that creates the, the uh, hydrogen that then runs the generator. So itself runs itself. And then the byproduct of that is the electricity that goes into your home. And I mean, other than and I don't I don't know, I would have to wonder what the sound levels would be if it would be a different pop. Mm-hmm. I think it would probably be a little less than gasoline. But um, why wouldn't you have I mean, you would have some noise, but I mean, I could deal with some noise. Saving three four hundred dollars in electricity a month. Yeah, well, I'm I'm on this website website right now, and they're literally building um, hydrogen powered generators. Yeah, yeah. Now I did have a friend of mine, uh, James. He actually Martinez. He actually is working with a group that does cold fusion, which we've talked mm-hmm. about this a little bit on the show. Is that they have a cold fusion unit the size of a commercial uh, garbage dumpster that will power anywhere from 100 to 200,000 uh, homes off of one of those. So yeah. you basically like you like you go into a city of a million people, you put 10 of these in and there is no power uh there's no power company in need anymore. There's no there's no bill for it because this is just makes this cold fusion makes power endlessly and you don't have to have that electric bill. So think about if you just alleviated everybody's electric bill. First of all, think about when you live in your life, how many times you're turning things off. You know, you know, you're, not, you're not running the air conditioner during the day because you think it saves you electricity, but it actually doesn't. By the way, do not turn your, electric, or your air conditioner off during the day, during the summer. When you do that, you don't realize you're superheating the house. It takes so much more power to actually cool the house back down in the evenings. It is mm. a waste of power. Um, you should super cool your house at night down to about 68 at night and then turn it up to 72 in the morning when you leave. And your house, because the sheetrock and the furniture and the floor and the ceiling all get to that cooler temperature, your house interior stays a lot cooler a lot longer and your air conditioner doesn't run. Anyway, uh, so don't don't ever turn your air conditioner down and always leave your fan setting to on, not auto. That's That power that is in there is no different than a ceiling fan power. You run ceiling fans throughout the house, but why not just run it on your air conditioner? One, it cleans the air more often, but also your it's like a convection oven. Convection ovens... Everybody knows convection oven cooks a turkey faster, right? Mm-hmm. Well, it, because it's evenly heating the entire oven exactly the same. There's not a hot and cold range in it. Same thing with your house. Uh, don't ever turn the air conditioner off and do not turn the fan to auto. Leave it on on and you will actually save money and the house will be healthier. 
Well, look at that. All right, we'll be Dang back with God. more Dark Light Show right after this. Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. Secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900, or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right. Back to the Dark Delight show. Hello. And, uh, Jim, do you think when Donald Trump comes in that we're going to have a free energy revolution? Do you think we're going to have a revolution of, of technology, a new renaissance, a renaissance? I absolutely do. I mean, I, I really have seen... Um, uh, I really have seen the whole thing actually starting to come together with the city things he's been doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the language he's been using about freedom. Uh, it, it really has shown that between. So remember, everybody's like, "Well, Elon Musk, you know, he's he's an AI. You know, he's a he's an alien." Well, the thing is, if you see what Elon Musk has been doing, you see what's going on with Twitter. You see what you know Trump has been talking about. You see these different players around the economy. There seems to be another set of players putting their finger on the scale and doing things to where we're actually starting to say, okay, I can see the traction here. I can see where we go to free energy. And that, that right there is it would cause freedom and liberty to just, just come – it would be crazy, right? It would be absolutely amazing. Uh, and I was I, – I think, I think we are. I think we're going to see that. If you took that part of everybody's life away, like I said with electricity, like how many things do you turn off in your life? You're thinking about, oh – 
you know, what are the energy vampires in my home? I got to unplug this. I got to do this. I got to do this. Right. What if you just could live and you don't think about it? You could just live. Uh, I really do believe it would change a lot of things. And the archaic idea of the air conditioning systems that we have now, the only reason that the Freon ever gets exchanged out of your, uh, your, your condenser outside is because they lapse the uh, patent on the Freon. DuPont and, and is uh, is it DuPont or uh, uh, is it no? Who owns it? One of the big guys, one of the big chemical companies, has the patent on R12, R13, R13A. And what it is, as soon as the uh, patent starts to run out, they go and lobby to say, well, that one is now toxic and not effective, and now we have to switch the entire systems in your car and your house over to the new Freon. And it's only because they're just changing it, they're changing the chemical makeup of it so that they have a new patent. It has everything to do with patent regulation. It has nothing to do with the actual efficiency of your unit. And in fact, most of the Freons that we use nowadays are not as efficient as the first ones that came out. The first ones we had 20, 30 years ago are amazing. But using compression to create a cooler coolant is really not the most effective way to cool our houses. But we've been locked into this through patents superstition and tradition and we don't know any other way <clears throat> yeah and i i'm hoping that with donald trump what he does here mm-hmm. is not only does he open up the 10 cities but he also goes back there and he puts out money for funding of various different technological projects so let's yeah. say that they're going to do the 10 cities, right? And he comes out right. there and the federal government's going to come out there and we're going to put $10 billion out there for innovation and development. And they start putting $10 million um, prizes out there. So the first person who can develop a, a, a magnetic energy technology, $10 million. First person who can develop cold fusion, $10 million, right? Right. That will drive innovation in this country so fast. Oh, yeah. Well, what if they did this? What if they said that these are patent-free zones, meaning that all technologies, all innovations are yours to use freely? So inside of these these hubs, these cities that he wants to create in these different areas, he goes, okay, listen, um, you know, in this area, you can use anything you want. You don't have to pay residuals. You don't have to pay you know, licensures or any of that. You can go in and use any technology you want. What would that do? What would it drive people to do in those areas, right? So the, suddenly, like the hydrogen effect with vehicles, well, just like the free energy effect or the ethos uh, energy mm-hmm. effect, what would we suddenly unleash in those zones? And then suddenly they would be so popular that people are like, I want to live there. Well, then it's like, well, you know, um, we're killing it here, but we don't want to overpopulate. We want to keep our population densities down to a certain level. Maybe you should talk to that overbearing government of yours and see what you can do to get rid of those regulations in the rest of the country or the world. Do you see how it, it becomes a reverse, right? The people drive the knowledge. The people drive the government, not the government driving the people. Well, that's the way it's supposed to be, Jim. What? Craziness. Freedom. That's exactly the way it's supposed <laughs> to be. And what I'd like to see is I'd like to see a whole new era of U.S. innovation come about from Donald Trump getting reelected. <clears throat> you know, because it, if he comes in and all he does is he sets a precedence, because we know he's going to be hammered by the Democrats, there's going to be investigations. If he just comes in and says, look, this is, uh, this is the executive orders, this is going to expand our, our country and our civilization, and, and this is going to progress the United States of America into the future, here's uh, $100 billion, I'm going to allocate it to these 
industries and these venues. We're not giving them the right. private corporations. We're, we're giving it to teams that want to come together, collaborate together, and develop new technology. Mm-hmm. If he did that, my God, it would be powerful. Well, the refinery capacity that we have in our refineries is only limited because the EPA keeps limiting them on their efficiency. So the refineries would actually be able to make exponentially amount more fuel a lot cheaper and 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 eliminate tons of overhead through EPA if the EPA would just get out of the refinery. So what if the refinery said, hey, you can make fuel as long as you're showing that you're not creating a greater carbon footprint, which carbon is not a really a real thing. But anyway, um, as long as you're not <laughs> like destroying the environment around you, showing that you're becoming more efficient, you could do what you want, however you want to do that. And you would see innovation in the refineries explode because I, I've done the development. I was a design engineer with, uh, with different uh, ethanol and cetane and biodiesel plants. And the problem was is we would run up against a brick wall of EPA. Well, we could go and do this. Oh, we can't because the EPA limits that. We can't do that because EPA says no. We could be more efficient because we want to do this. Oh, oh, no, EPA says no. Or you have to apply for an EPA permit. We could take three to five years. We don't have three to five years. So just go. Just don't do that. We won't have that efficiency. And that's a real thing in the oil and refinery industry. So imagine if you took that that stone wall all the way, and then you allowed for the innovation of hydrogen and you know cold fusion. What if you had a cold fusion electric car, where you had a little thing about the size of a coffee cup that actually just created enough power, like Rick and Morty, <laughs> the little cube, uh, enough power to then just create enough power for your car. So yeah, you can have electric, and it's just a little thing here. Or we got all this petrofuel that you can do with your dragsters and diesel trucks and all this other equipment. I mean, there's something for everybody out there, but we just keep limiting it through our government. Absolutely. Well, and, and that's the problem. Government is the problem to innovation. Government is the problem because what happens is, is big, big business gets so wealthy, they pay off the government, the government gets in bed with big business, and it drives out innovation. And this is where you come stagnant, and this is how you move towards a one-world government. This is how you move towards socialism. We need to bring back the power directly to the people. And the power directly in the people is putting innovation, innovation, and communication and information back in the hands of the people. Yeah. We are the answer. And, I mean, I mean guys, what inv- invention is basically we just don't want to put that – you know, we, we want, we want to we, – we've made a wheelbarrow because we got tired of carrying buckets, right? We put a mm. wheel on the bucket. And then we put handles on the bucket, and then we had a wheelbarrow, right? But then we found out if we put a motor on the wheelbarrow, that it becomes more efficient, right? And we became, you know, and then we get to drive it, right? And then, well, if we can make one that size, we can make one bigger than that. And then we can make it with a dump bucket on it that we don't have to hand shovel it out. And then, you know, the, all these innovations we see are because people are like, well, if we can do this, we could do this. We could do that. We could do that. But then when the government says, yeah, no, I don't think so. That's where we stymie that, and we don't become creative. And when we talk about the electrical like advances in the last 100 years, the, the electrical grid we're working off of, you're not kidding. The, the wires that we run power on, by the way, electricity does not flow in the wire. It flows on the wire. Um, that's 150-year-old technology. I it mean, is. we might as well be having it's, – it's, uh, it's completely archaic, the fact that we do that. But yet Tesla was able to transmit power through the air. I mean, come on. <laughs> there's just too much out there uh and i think it'd be great let unleash the human experience right what could we have with it exactly unleash the human experience what could we have if we went above and beyond 
the idea of what has already been accomplished. And mm -hmm. we pumped money into the future of humanity. And I think that if Donald Trump organized a 2024 campaign around these ideas, it would build him a legacy that, it, yeah. that the Democrats would never be able to stop. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, we always go back to like the JFK speech or we go back to other ones. Imagine if he said, hey, I want you to be amazing. I'm going to let you do it. I want you to be amazing, Jim. Amazing. <laughs> All right, guys. That's all we have for you with the Dark Delight Show today. Hope you guys have a great day. Take care. We'll see you tomorrow.